Section 5 of Aesop's Fables, a new revised version. The Bear and the Two Travelers Two men were traveling together when a bear suddenly met them on their path. One of them climbed up quickly into a tree and concealed himself in the branches. The other, seeing that he must be attacked, fell flat on the ground, and when the bear came up and felt him with his snout and smelt him all over, he held his breath and feigned the appearance of death as much as he could. The bear soon left him, for it is said he will not touch a dead body. When he was quite gone, the other traveller descended from the tree, and, accosting his friend, jocularly inquired what it was the bear had whispered in his ear. His friend replied, He gave me this advice. Never travel with a friend who deserts you at the approach of danger. Misfortune tests the sincerity of friends. THE SICK KITE A kite, sick unto death, said to his mother, O oh, mother, do not mourn, but at once invoke the gods that my life may be prolonged. She replied, Alas, my son, which of the gods do you think will pity you? Is there one whom you have not outraged by filching from their very altars a part of the sacrifice which had been offered up to them? We must make friends in prosperity if we would have their help in adversity. THE WOLF AND THE CRANE A wolf, having a bone stuck in his throat, hired a crane, for a large sum, to put her head into his throat and draw out the bone. When the crane had extracted the bone and demanded the promised payment, the wolf, grinning and grinding his teeth, exclaimed, "'Why, you have surely already a sufficient recompense?' in having been permitted to draw out your head in safety from the mouth and jaws of a wolf. In serving the wicked, expect no reward, and be thankful if you escape injury for your pains. THE CAT AND THE COCK A cat caught a cock and took counsel with himself how he might find a reasonable excuse for eating him. He accused him of being a nuisance to men by crowing in the night-time and not permitting them to sleep. The cock defended himself by saying that he did this for the benefit of men, that they might rise betimes for their labors. The cat replied, Although you abound in specious apologies, I shall not remain supperless. And he made a meal of him. It does no good to deny those who make false accusations knowingly. THE WOLF AND THE HORSE A wolf, coming out of a field of oats, met with the horse, and thus addressed him. I would advise you to go into that field. It is full of capital oats, which I have left untouched for you, as you are a friend the very sound of whose teeth it would be a pleasure to me to hear. The horse replied, If oats had been the food for wolves, you would never have indulged your ears at the cost of your belly. Men of evil reputation, when they perform a good deed, fail to get credit for it. THE TWO SOLDIERS AND THE ROBBER Two soldiers, travelling together, were set upon by a robber. The one fled away. The other stood his ground, and defended himself with his stout right hand. 
the robber being slain the timid companion runs up and draws his sword and then throwing back his traveling cloak says i'll be at him and i'll take care he shall learn whom he has attacked on this he who had fought with the robber made answer i only wish that you had helped me just now even if it had only been with those words for i should have been the more encouraged believing them to be true but now put up your sword in its sheath and hold your equally useless tongue till you can deceive others who do not know you i indeed who have experienced with what speed you ran away know right well that no dependence can be placed on your valor when a coward is once found out his pretensions of valor are useless the monkey and the cat a monkey and a cat lived in the same family and it was hard to tell which was the greatest thief one day as they were roaming about together they spied some chestnuts roasting in the ashes come said the cunning monkey we shall not go without our dinner to-day your claws are better than mine for the purpose you pull them out of the hot ashes and you shall have half pussy pulled them out one by one burning her claws very much in doing so when she had stolen them all she found that the monkey had eaten every one a thief cannot be trusted even by another thief the two frogs two frogs dwelt in the same pool the pool being dried up under the summer's heat they left it and set out together for another home as they went along they chanced to pass a deep well amply supplied with water on seeing which one of the frogs said to the other let us descend and make our abode in this well the other replied with greater caution but suppose the water should fail us how can we get out again from so great a depth do nothing without a regard to the consequences the vine and the goat a vine was luxuriant in the time of vintage with leaves and grapes a goat passing by nibbled its young tendrils and its leaves the vine said why do you thus injure me and crop my leaves is there no young grass left but i shall not have to wait long for my just revenge for if you now crop my leaves and cut me down to my root i shall provide the wine to pour over you when you are led as a victim to the sacrifice retribution is certain the mouse and the boasting rat a mouse lived in a granary which became after a while the frequent resort of a cat the mouse was in great fear and did not know what to do in her strait she bethought herself of a rat who lived not far away and who had said in her hearing a hundred times that he was not afraid of any cat living she resolved to visit the bold rat and ask him to drive the cat away she found the rat in his hold and relating her story besought his help pooh said the rat you should be bold as i am go straight about your affairs and do not mind the cat i will soon follow you and drive him away he thought now he must do something to make good his boast so he collected all the rats in the neighborhood resolved to frighten the cat by numbers but when they all came to the granary 
they found that the cat had already caught the foolish mouse, and a single growl from him sent them all scampering to their holes. Do not rely on a boaster. THE DOGS AND THE FOX Some dogs, finding the skin of a lion, began to tear it in pieces with their teeth. A fox, seeing them, said, If this lion were alive, you would soon find out that his claws were stronger than your teeth. It is easy to kick a man that is down. THE THIEF AND THE HOUSE-DOG A thief came in the night to break into a house. He brought with him several slices of meat that he might pacify the house-dog so that he should not alarm his master by barking. As the thief threw the pieces of meat, the dog said, If you think to stop my mouth, to relax my vigilance, or even to gain my regard by these gifts, you are greatly mistaken. This sudden kindness at your hands will only make me more watchful lest under these unexpected favors to myself you have some private ends to accomplish for your own benefit and for my master's injury. Besides, this is not the time that I am usually fed, which makes me all the more suspicious of your intentions. He who offers bribes needs watching, for his intentions are not honest. THE SICK STAG a sick stag lay down in a quiet corner of his pasture-ground. His companions came in great numbers to inquire after his health, and each one helped himself to a share of the food which had been placed for his use, so that he died, not from his sickness, but from the failure of the means of living. Evil companions bring more hurt than profit. THE FOWLER AND THE RING-DOVE a fowler took his gun and went into the woods a-shooting. He spied a ring-dove among the branches of an oak, and intended to kill it. He clapped the piece to his shoulder and took his aim accordingly. But just as he was going to pull the trigger, an adder, which he had trod upon under the grass, stung him so painfully in the leg that he was forced to quit his design and threw his gun down in a passion. The poison immediately infected his blood, and his whole body began to mortify, which, when he perceived, he could not help owning it to be just. Fate, said he, has brought destruction upon me while I was contriving the death of another. Men often fall into the trap which they prepare for others. THE KID AND THE WOLF A kid, returning without protection from the pasture, was pursued by a wolf. He turned round and said to the wolf, I know, friend wolf, that I must be your prey, but before I die I would ask of you one favor, that you will play me a tune to which I can dance. The wolf complied, and while he was piping and the kid was dancing, the hounds, hearing the sound, came up and gave chase to the wolf. The wolf, turning to the kid, said, It is just what I deserve, for I, who am only a butcher, should not have turned piper to please you. Everyone should keep his own colors. THE BLIND MAN AND THE WHELP A blind man was accustomed to distinguishing different animals by touching them with his hands. The whelp of a wolf was brought him, 
with a request that he would feel it and say what it was. He felt it, and being in doubt, said, I do not quite know whether it is the cub of a fox or the whelp of a wolf, but this I know full well, that it would not be safe to admit him to the sheepfold. Evil tendencies are shown early in life. THE GEESE AND THE CRANES The geese and the cranes fed in the same meadow. A bird-catcher came to ensnare them in his nets. The cranes, being light of wing, fled away at his approach, while the geese, being slower of flight and heavier in their bodies, were captured. Those who are caught are not always the most guilty. THE NORTH WIND AND THE SUN the north wind and the sun disputed which was the more powerful, and agreed that he should be declared the victor, who could first strip a wayfaring man of his clothes. The north wind first tried his power, and blew with all his might, but the keener became his blasts, the closer the traveller wrapped his cloak around him, till at last, resigning all hope of victory, he called upon the sun to see what he could do. The sun suddenly shone out with all his warmth. The traveller no sooner felt his genial rays than he took off one garment after another, and at last, fairly overcome with heat, undressed and bathed in a stream that lay in his path. Persuasion is better than force. End of section 5